Welcome to Conversion Therapy, your non-therapist therapy time. I'm Karen, and I, right now, I'm in frozen ice <laughs> conditions here in Tennessee, where no one can leave the house. I mean, seriously, it's ridiculous. Yes. And I'm Bonnie, and when I checked Karen's weather this morning, it was too just two. Yeah. <laughs> that's Fahrenheit two. for everybody. Um, that's right. In Celsius, that's f- 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 what? zero. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. When I lived math. in Australia, I was just like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not just the translation of mm-hmm. metric. It's more that how do you get the small nuances between an 80 and a 78. If, right, right. Yeah, Because yeah. I would have I just, like, in my mind, gone, all right, the, this is one conversion, and I'll just always kind of hover around there, but no. Right, right. <laughs> no, it's, I'm like, where, where's the little nuances? I don't know. But welcome to Deconversion Therapy. You can get all your great information right there in the little details under this. And what I have started doing is if there's any media that goes with any of these episodes, I'm sending it out in our free newsletter because we have a free and a paid version. Yeah. So you can get those um, wherever you get our thing. Yeah. Last week I got an email with Elvis in it. Sorry. Yes, you did. And we can tell you there were people upset. And Bonnie's face is like, what? What is going on? No, people just like to jump to conclusions. They're like, why are you glorifying this pedophile, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, listen to the episode. Listen (laughs) to the episode. But you know what? It's just happening as we get, quote, larger. That happens. And that's why you reviewing us. That's right, you loser who knows you've been listening for months. If you could rate and review us, that would be great. Spotify allows you to do just the stars. We only accept five. And then you can do both. You can go to Apple Podcasts and you can give us a review. And we would love it. I mean, it helps. And you can forget that Karen called you a loser. Mm. But you know I mean it in my heart because we're, we're that. So that's why we're like a group of that. I don't really want people who think they're winners totally (laughs) to listen to us. It's a whole different kind of person. Yeah. Remember when Charlie Sheen was going through his public meltdown and kept calling himself winner? Winner. So you were right. We don't want winners. No, we don't. so, yeah, that's it for the announcements. You know where to find us. On all the things. There's the TikTok. There's there. the Instagram. There's the amazing yeah. Facebook group of supportive people who have made a really lovely community. So you, before this, asked me to remind you of cicadas and ellipses. What does that mean? All right. I don't know. No, <laughs> what I was thinking the other day, Karen's deep thoughts, is that you know that the 13-year or the 17-year cycled cicadas are going to come back this year. I don't know if they ever do anything in Florida, but when they hit Tennessee, you walk outside and you have a bush or a small monkey grass or whatever it is 
totally covered in cicadas. Oh, I didn't think you could see them. I thought you just heard them. (laughs) No. They are stuck to everything, and it's their life cycle and all that. And so, you know, scientists are like, okay, this is the year the whichever uh, comes out of the ground and does its thing. I was thinking about prior to the information age, especially, what people were thinking in like medieval times, 1800s, when these things would appear, and you combine that with their religious beliefs. Yeah. How many times they were like, here are the locusts. Right, right. Is it a real plague? Is it a real plague or just bugs that come back? Seriously. We forget the panic. And the worry and, like, the things that people would have thought. And I wrote it on threads, and someone was like, yeah, what about eclipses? Um, <laughs> eclipses? Oh, I thought you said ellipses, like the geometrical shape. Who knows? I probably did. <laughs> when there's an eclipse, we know that there has been panic, you know, in the way past. There are records of different things because they didn't know what the hell was going on. And I might have said right, this right. before. I, it's kind of terrifying they, now. It is. It is I mean, weird. In a, in a and weird I don't way. Know. Yeah. And I guess it's just, you know, fighting against our natural, what we know type <laughs> things. And like, will it come back on? What's going to happen? Like the lights off. And uh, yeah. And did you watch place. that show on Netflix? I think it was the Julia Roberts movie. I still haven't. Okay. Well, because it deals with no things like talking. that. Oh, no, yeah. I don't like the lights off. No. Yeah. I did watch a Bill Nye thing when he was like, the seven ways the earth might die. And I swear, <laughs> I s- stopped watching it. I was getting <laughs> panic attacks. You can't watch that. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was listening to a national public radio thing one time about the eclipse. And a woman called in and she was like, you know, it's a sign from God. God's trying to tell us the end is near, da-da-da-da-da. And the host <laughs> is like, you know, that made sense prior to scientists and analytics and all that. But yeah. we know when every single eclipse has happened, and we know when every single eclipse is going to happen. Right. As if and God they has happen. planned out. Yeah, it's messages. Unlike- Unlike predictions of the rapture, we can predict and they actually happen. <gasps> there what? you go, with the heresy, starting right in the first five minutes. I but, know. you know, it, it, I just am thinking of the behind the scenes whenever I hear you even just introduce a, an idea of NPR having some caller talk to them of like the person screening the calls going oh my god oh my god I from know, the producer's <laughs> booth like you've got to get line one you've got to get line one <laughs> we've got a live one we've got a live one and even when oh the gosh. host said all that she was like listen I know my belief and that's it you're yeah. just like well guess what Leafs through book God is going to give you a message on October 9th, 2040 also. Yeah. Uh, Um, Yeah. (laughs) Get ready. It's going to be the same message. 
I know, I know. Guess what? The end is near. <laughs> Rerun. You were born for such a time as this. All those great ones. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, I will start off by telling people that just because I wanted to copy Karen and being born three weeks later, I had to put my dog down, who was almost 16, last week. And yeah. it she wasn't doing well, and then one day she really, really wasn't doing well, and we went to the doctor in the morning, and I just could... T- she had just labored breathing, and she wasn't eating her food, and just pacing and staring. Mm. So um, I'm, I'm mentioning what happened, because I, I put her in the car on the way to the vet, And I just had a feeling that this was it. And I was driving kind of slow, but right at the speed limit and petting her head and somebody honked at me and it made Mm. me think, okay, next time, because I am quick to honk, especially in South Florida where I'm like, if you're too old to drive, you don't get a fucking car. And that's mean of me. So, because sometimes I, I just have to remind myself it was a good lesson in empathy. If I honk at somebody... You never know when they're on the way to say goodbye to their dog, you know? Yeah. And the same thing for if you're in a store with somebody and they're not being particularly perky or if you want somebody who serves you in an industry to smile. Well, they're showing up that day. Maybe something really, really that they don't want to talk about has happened. And it, it might not be as, you know, it might be a lot more serious. Than putting your pet down. Yeah, yeah. You never know what people's lives are all about. Um, so anyway, that was just my lesson from life last week. Mm-hmm. And then... That's a good one. I was going to say that I talk about that on TikTok Lives where I have Christians coming in yelling at me. And I tell them, I never go in... There's about a thousand Christian lives right. while me doing one saying I left the faith. And I never go in those lives because I don't know. A lot of them are young people. One guy's homeless, why, and I'm like, why ain't God fixing that? But um, I don't know what Christianity or their faith or community has saved them or brought them out of at that yeah, point in time. Point. Is it yeah. addiction? Is it a lost loved one? Like, I don't feel I would have the right to go in there and be like, this is all bullshit or whatever. Like, That's a good point know. because when when you go to AA or any of the 12-step programs, they put upon you, you know, like find out what your higher power is. And mm-hmm. some people do say it's Jesus or God, or some people say it's the universe or nature. So if something like that has pulled them out of something completely right. awful, yeah, that's a good point. Um, what if they go in and they say it's Karen and Bonnie? Well, that's um, that's my cue to adios all this shit. <laughs> but don't get any ideas, turds of the world, <laughs> that you can get us to stop by pretending because we'll find you. Um, so, all right. So back to my my tale. I know that I need to be a dog person, or you know, a dog's mm. person. And we we're we're dogs, yeah, yeah. And in my in my intellectual <laughs> mind, I know that that's good for me. And yeah. so, I went and met dogs and brought a puppy home. And <laughs> it's it, so cute. 
It was exactly like it was with Martha. I looked at this dog and I'm like, I don't like you yet. I know we're going (laughs) to really like each other soon. And then I started going through, oh my God, what have I done? The anxiety, the I'm not going to keep this thing alive. I'm too selfish to clean off poop. Um, Mm -hmm. Who can I give this dog to? And thank you. You (laughs) gave me three options in a text message. And I was like, this is great. I have at least five options of who I can offload this puppy to. And P.S. My whole family was like, (laughs) we want it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll raise her and then just hand her off to you. Um, But she's, she's really, she really is cute. Let me also throw out a recommendation for people. Uh, Because when I was going through my notes on this show, I thought I should tell people about one of my favorite things. And it is a great game on your app, on your phone, called GeoGuessr. I don't know if you've ever played this. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not like Angry Birds or anything super interactive in that way, but... You, you click start, whatever, and they plop you down in the middle of any random place on this planet that Google Street View has taken a picture. So they show you just oh. a random Google Street View, and you get to scroll through. And once you think you found enough clues to where you might be, you pull up a map, and then you point to where you think you are, and you get a certain amount of points based on how many miles away you guessed from where That's the actual fun. location was. Yeah. So... You know, you you go and you see areas that are just so under under resourced and in need, and you know mm-hmm. you can see kids just hanging out on the street wearing maybe a pair of shorts and no no shirt no shoes right. nothing else, right. and they're like, oh my god, the Google <laughs> the Google trucks here, and um, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> and and it just it. Uh, this is like the super earnest episode for me this year. But every time I play that, it just makes me have so much gratitude for this country as much as I bitch about it so much. it's We've got a lot to be thankful for in this country. Yeah. And, is, and even the disparities and the issues and all that, comparatively, yeah. it's still so much. Yeah. Yeah. And that's easy for us to say as as still the privileged by it is true to that's sort right. of acknowledge that. Well, you had mentioned Australia earlier and I wanted to say, oh, that's funny you mentioned Australia because the guy we're going to be talking about today has some roots in Australia. Um, Karen tricked me into thinking this topic might be about tennis and it's not really. I thought it was. Oh, sure. I thought it was. Um, but I, but it's, I'll it's tell again you what I wrote uh-huh. afterwards. Okay. What I called it. So we'll see if it <laughs> lines up because I really know nothing about this. Okay. Well, then I will start into it. The the main guy in this, they've been calling it a cult, is a former tennis coach. And they. There, um, see? There, see? And I wonder if that isn't somehow a cliche that I remember learning for uh, when I was a kid from the Not For Children TV show called Soap, where the very first episode ever, one of the main characters who never cheated on her husband was having a fling with her tennis coach. 
And yeah, it, like those tennis <laughs> coaches. Well, yeah, it kind of solidified in my mind like, oh, the tennis coach is like a trope. He is the swinging guy who likes to bang <laughs> ladies no matter what their age. Um, oh, and I say that because on the show Soap, she, he was also having a fling with that lady's daughter. Anyway. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you can go watch those free on YouTube, (laughs) which I have. Anyway, so this particular tennis instructor um, is called Serge Benhayan, and I hope I'm not pronouncing that right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He is based in New South Wales, Australia, which cracks me up. Is there an old South Wales, Australia? Australia is just not that old. Why do they have a new one? Is there an old York? Yeah, old ham. it's called York. Oh my god! Okay, so so yes. <laughs> so I guess there maybe it's New South Wales, but th- there's I guess a there's Wales. a South Wales Britain, Britain in the UK. All right, I just so don't there's like a Wales, <laughs> and so this is the new one in the South. It's so stupid. So anyway, it's two. Oh. It's two modifiers. I don't Let me like call it. My Whatever, husband. <laughs> She yeah, said Australia's free. stupid. Okay. So um, I took a five-minute detour. He said detour. your dog is not cute. Okay. <laughs> well, not, not about an hour ago when there was poop on her <laughs> rear end that I had to hose off. Um, okay. So as always, I took a five-minute detour when I looked this place up on Google Maps, the New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I clicked on all the things that Google Maps always just demands that I look at, like there's a grocery store there in Australia called Woolworths, which to me is hilarious. Like how many names on the planet are there for a store? And it's also called Woolworths. And we used to have a five and dime general store here called Woolworths. And are they related? I don't think so. Well, the Woolworths there are different. The Kmarts are different. Kmarts are much more popular. The Targets are different. It's weird. Well, okay, so that that brought me into another thing. Uh, So when you go on Google Maps and you go to other places, you can click the first picture, and it will show you all the pictures that weirdos in the world have taken of the insides of grocery stores or what kind of produce (laughs) they have or what kind of vending machines they have at the entry. Um, And for me, when I travel, it doesn't matter if it's domestically or if I go to another country – First thing on the top of my list to do always when I get somewhere new is go see their everyday grocery stores. Not not yeah. not to be noble and get healthy snacks, but I just like to see their shit. I like to see right. um, <laughs> I like to see the cover of their magazines. I like to see if they refrigerate their eggs. Cause guess what? They don't do that in England. And it freaked me nope. out. I'm like, what's they happening with Australia. your eggs? Yeah. I know. So if our eggs here weren't refrigerated, would they be bad? I don't know. But then you start thinking like, okay, at least in England, you're just rocking down the aisle of a regular grocery store and it's just like the height of your boobs. There is a pile, a selection of bread and it's not covered Mm -hmm. up. 
They're not in plastic bags. They're not in paper. They're just loose. And I'm thinking, like, who trusts children not to pick a booger and wipe it on a loaf of bread? Oh, God. Well, no, I'm seriously. This episode. <laughs> I know. How? That's why I don't eat at salad bars, them sneezing people. But don't aren't want children it. just so much more well behaved over there? I don't think so. There aren't children there. <laughs> there are no oh children God, over there. You have done no research. Oh, my gosh. And, like, <laughs> I just also love how the, the photos on the canned goods, the labels, made them, they make them all to us look like generic brands. And I'm like, what? They do. This they must do. be some it's like jacked old brand. photography. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, okay. So let me just, one other thing. Nice sidebar. In Woolworths, in the pictures... <laughs> On Google, they had fairy floss, which to us is cotton candy. Okay, I'm waiting. Yeah, cotton candy. So they had a they had a machine that would dispense fairy floss, and they had no less than two of those claw machines where you put your money in and the claw comes down and grabs a little right. stuffed toy and brings it back to you. Yeah, which cracks me up and reminds me of a friend's mom who passed away because this is the cutest thing at the funeral. One of the things they said, they're like, our mother never saw a claw machine that she didn't attempt. Like, that's such a cute thing about a grown woman. I just love that. Okay, so uh, the place where he is from in New South Wales is Gunelaba. I love all the Australian names. So Gunelaba, South Wales. We have relatives from Wagga Wagga and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, by the way, there's also a Subway sub sandwich in Gunelaba, which Ooh. I'm always interested in trying, like, what a Whopper tastes like when I go to a different country. Like, is this meat or is it something No, else? it's so different there. Yeah. Um, so, anyhow, uh, let's see. So, that's Gunelaba. So, Serge Benhayen. He's the leader of this movement called Universal Medicine, which don't you think right. that sounds super legitimate? Universal yeah, everyone medicine. Everyone gets this medicine. Yeah. Sure. So I think once you hear that term, all you realize is after you hear about him is that this guy has a gift for naming stuff because <laughs> you take an adjective that defines like where your scope is. And then a noun, naming what your genre is. Like, okay, American Airlines. That sounds very legitimate. That's a big company. Yeah, yeah. But then you find out they're just drones. <laughs> that's what this guy is. So gotcha. that's kind of like us. We are deconversion therapy Oh, good one, good one. Yeah. Um, but so we it's know like that we're global, bullshit. Global, global cult. <laughs> That's mine. I've got it. I mean, but we do it jokingly. Whereas he uses the word medicine, I think. Uh, oh, is that what should be inappropriate? Uh, little, I mean, um, little what quotes? quotes there. Um, okay, so as with a lot of these organizations, again, once you organize, that's when the trouble starts. This is a family thing. Yeah, he was a tennis coach years ago, and guess what happened? He left his wife for one of his students, and now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's his wife. But they mm-hmm. all work in the organization together, along with mm-hmm. one of his daughters and, and guess what? She, well, I'll tell you that after I tell you about him. Um, 
So he's got two daughters. They all work in this organization together along with the ex-wife. And to me, it's like, well, here you go. You make money and you can't stray far from the the, the idiot who's started the it all. The money. Yeah. Wait, the ex-wife works in it too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. All right. So, okay. So I will start with... A few sentences, a few choice sentences from this article in the Daily Telegraph in 2018. A Gunelaba spiritual healer is the leader of a socially harmful cult, according to the jury, at his defamation action against a blogger. The wealthy founder of Universal Medicine, based in Gunelaba, has suffered a significant defeat in his defamation case against a blogger, after a jury found many of her posts were true, including that he's the leader of a socially harmful cult. Former tennis coach, and I love that. It's like if he has a, um, you know, his thing in the paper, what's that when you die? Your obituary? It's going to say former oh, yeah. tennis coach. Um, former tennis coach Serge Benhayan, who claimed to be the reincarnation of Leonardo da Vinci, sued ex Oh, here we go. Sued ex-acupuncturist Esther Mary Rocket in the North or no, in the New South Wales Supreme Court over her 2014 blog and tweets. Okay, so I'm going to mention this now. He claims to be the reincarnation of Leonardo da Vinci, and guess who his mm. daughter is reincarnated? Winston Churchill. So, Wait, but, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so, so we'll get into uh, the reincarnation stuff about this in a minute. I'm sorry, but that's okay. so rude. Because Winston, like to tell your daughter you were <laughs> this stuffy, stogie guy that was bald. That's, you but know, who you're united a country, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so. The four-person jury completed answers to 58 pages of questions, primarily in Ms. Rocket's favor and against Mr. Benhan. Um, first of all, I love that any woman or anybody's last name is Rocket, and I think that yeah. we just don't have enough people with the last name Rocket. It's so vibrant. Bonnie Rocket here. Um, okay, so I like there's a quote in here. The substantially true findings included that, <laughs> quote, he has an indecent interest in young girls as young as 10, uh-huh, always, whom he causes to stay at his house unaccompanied, preys on cancer patients, and is a charlatan right. who makes fraudulent medical claims. Yeah. Um, other Why can they not be more original? There are plenty because of Because there's a playbook. They can do. There's a playbook and it works. Um, All right. Other truth findings were that he intentionally and decently touched Ms. Rocket during a consultation, engages in bizarre sexual manipulation to make money for his business, vilified mm. people with disabilities, is dishonest, right. and guilty of yeah. exploitative behavior. And personally, for me, just the idea that they have to put in a sentence is dishonest <laughs> cracks right. me up. Like, I oh, know. Okay. Oh, and in case you didn't know, that's also the definition of what racketeering is. Like, whenever the mob guys get brought up on racketeering charges, I'm like, 
Well, it's racketeering. So I've I'd looked it up one day, and it's just dishonest business behavior, fraudulent right, stuff. Right. But listen, he yeah. also was a former tennis coach. So maybe he thought racketeering was within the scope. <laughs> I of set you up for that one. Things. I, you did. You are welcome. Um, so Esther Rocket is the one who takes him on, and there was this great segment on a show called Sunday Night on Channel Seven in Australia. Yes. Yeah. It, it literally the the whole episode starts in this crazy moment of mayhem where the main reporter guy who's reporting for this show he's standing outside of a car waiting for Serge to get out of his car and go into one of his healing workshops that's in quotes um so so the reporter's there with the TV camera aimed at the car Serge is in the passenger seat, some ladies in the driver's seat, and there's someone in the back. And all three of the people in the car have their cameras on their phones mm-hmm. on and are right. aiming it at the reporter. So no one's doing anything and no one's moving, and it's this camera standoff. And standoff. <laughs> sit off. So he's sitting there in the car with his front top teeth showing, and it kind of looks like he's smiling and smirking. Because right, in his right. mind, he's like, I'm going to take this as evidence, and you are harassing me. Um, so, I mean, the, to be honest, the reporter was being a little pushy with him, yeah. too. And that's how reporters that, That's do. like their 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're all just sitting there in the car. And I mentioned the fact about his, his teeth like that because... I have always found that if people look like they have a an, an automatic smile on their face, right. I think people react to them differently. Yeah. You know? Like people whose teeth are always showing and their their face doesn't go down in a scowl, it just mm-hmm. makes you think, oh, they're always happy. Like, no, their lip is just higher and their teeth pop out. Yeah. So and they're not trustworthy. <laughs> well, I I don't I, I, there's got to be some reason people buy his shit, you know? Well, He's got to have something about him. You're absolutely right. Like, there are different smiles. And I can tell when mm-hmm. a person who always smiles is genuine, is just an airhead, is right. or is manipulative. You yeah. know? It's more like a bearing of the teeth than it is a smile, you know, yeah. you can tell that there's a little sales behind it. Uh, he started Universal Medicine in 1999. While he was sitting, um, he said he gave himself time to listen, and he heard voices. The of location course. of where he was sitting was the toilet. Now, even right. if that, even if that's true. Why would you tell people? You don't Just have dress to tell that people. Up. Dress it up. Yeah. Dress it up. I was I was seated in a moment of contemplation. But no. Done. Just to throw in that it's a right. toilet. But it totally gave Esther Rocket the permission to say, well, I think, I can't do an Australian accent, but I'm going to try. That, well, I think yeah. the location was symbolic of the quality of his teachings. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. so thanks, Esther. By the Rocket. way, I yeah. asked I asked my husband if he knew how to say 
the city that you said, and he said he hadn't heard of it, but he did send a voice message of what he thinks. Ready? Okay. Either Gunelaba or Gunalaba. Yeah. So um, that did not. I can't help. remember. I have Let's to. It's, on. it's Gunelaba because I okay. I listened to it. I had to Google it so I could hear it said and then write well, it phonetically no for help. myself in notes. Um, okay, so he's on so the toilet. Comes Deep up with thoughts. the idea on the toilet. Uh, he refers to himself as an ascended master. I don't know where they get all these of fucking course. terms. Do they just have I a know. book of of uh, things yes. that are going to sound believable? <laughs> yes. Um, his one of his main beliefs are that we are all reincarnated multiple times, and there was a segment where he was talking to somebody and he gave some kind of number, and he's like, "Oh, people have been reincarnated at least two thousand such and such times each, so over oh. two thousand times each, which I guess makes true because life has been around for a while. Hmm. So at least he didn't. But this believe- number of people have not. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Um. So they have a bit of of actual footage of him talking to somebody legitimately, wasn't them, in this. (laughs) Uh, And one of the things he's on camera saying, he starts out going, I can't be brainwashing intellectual, educated people. So they say they don't keep people in a compound. And, you know, he's like, I couldn't be a cult. I don't keep people in a compound. I don't lock the doors. They can leave. But you could also say that of abused women. Guess what? Bam. It, it's all about the the human brain. And this guy's figured it out. But I guess he's been reincarnated so many times he's, you know, he's really good at it. Um, also, but he's figured he, it out to say he's figured it out, to, that he hasn't figured it out. He's doing that old circular thing <laughs> on people to trick yeah. them. And uh, let's see. There is also shunning. So if you... Leave, you're going to be shunned. Uh, Some of the things that he demands of the people who are, quote, his followers, they must go to bed by 9 o'clock and get up at 3 (laughs) a.m. Like, well, even if you had this puppy, (laughs) you you still, you know what? She's like, nope, you can't go to bed at 9. You've got to go to bed at 8, at least at the beginning. Um so he's got weird demands that he puts on them. Uh, let's see. Women shouldn't play sport because it thickens their vaginal walls. Uh, it, it, what? What's that? Scoop, what, <laughs> what does he think they're doing with the racket? Uh, this well, is. And that's, uh, the, that's the thing. People are like, uh, he was in sports. So it seems but, counterintuitive that he would say that. And, it scares me what he thinks is happening. But what you were saying, you know, when we talk about the identities of cults, the sleep deprivation that you just talked about is one of those, obviously, because that 9 and 3 thing, what are they doing at 3 a.m.? That would just make me wake <laughs> mad. Yeah, I can't remember what he said they were doing at 3 a.m. So um, they also had segments in there of all the people gathered together and there was of course the obligatory guy who says oh well you know if there's any version of god here on earth it's surge like 
Wow. Uh, That's so... Eh. I know. Um, and here's look, your money. Yeah. Some of the other specific things that they demand of their people, he wants them to follow a diet that is free of dairy, no coffee, uh-huh. gluten-free, eh. and mm. no carrots or potatoes. Those are all forbidden. And there was a segment, of course, where they interview a guy and the woman that he was in love with became part of the cult and she left him because, you know, it's like two people who are... The carrots. (laughs) Two very different mindsets. And then they interview her and she's like, I've never felt better. I'm like, well, yeah, you can go on a different way of eating, but not have to be in a cult. I mean... Oh, God, it was tragic. So are they, let me back up to understand, do they, if they don't have a commune, how are they all gathering together all the time? I guess like a church location. Okay. All right. And, And he's got, okay, so he's got piles of money, by the way, and they showed how he started out in one house where, um where now somebody else from the family is living, but now he lives on this giant compound where, you know, they've got several houses, a lot of green grass and uh, yeah. So, Oh, but interestingly, when the first, the lady rocket, when she Mm -hmm. first got acquainted with him, it was at this house. She wasn't feeling good. And she booked some kind of a session with him. Um, mm-hmm. And it took place in his house. So to okay. me, that's kind of like, I always wonder about that because it, aren't you torn when you think I've got to go to somebody's house for any kind of treatment? How legitimate could it yeah. be if they're Absolutely. not doing well enough to afford an office? Right. And I think Australia can be a little different, but at the same time, because it's much more mom and pop-ish, you know, and we're so used to uh, companies and plazas and all that. But at the same time, I'm just like, you don't know what they have in there. You don't know if there's, you know, hidden cameras all in that room or whatever it is. Right. And and honestly, when I went, I went for transcendental meditation training, And it was in the Mm -hmm. guy's house. And that also made me a little bummed, except I realized, well, you've got a group of people going in there. It wasn't just me and him, you know, like a one-on-one thing. Um, Oh, let me just give you one of the other bullet points of of this whole diet thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Children have been put on this diet. Children who are members of the congregation or whatever he wants to call them. That's a problem. And then there was this little 10-month-old baby who was put on the diet Mm -hmm. who ended up in the hospital. Of course, because you can't get a a baby a diet like that. Shit. Yeah. Um, Let's see. One of his other beliefs is if a man orgasms inside a woman, she can take on his bad energy. So. Okay, A, I guess he, she could because that's how children get born. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Sometimes there's two of bad. these idiots running around now. <laughs> well, sometimes, I mean, you think of the word bad seed. Um, so on some level, you know, there, there are some levels that I believe some of this stuff because I can see possibilities in some of the more woo-woo new age stuff. 
you know, the whole concept that energy can't be created or destroyed. Like, well, there's the energy of life in sperm. So, yeah, you know, that goes into a woman. And if there's something negative going on with the producer of it, I don't know. But I but I certainly do believe this is a cult and he does bad things. But sometimes when they come up with their beliefs, I think they're right on the mm-hmm. edge there to make people like me go, oh, okay, maybe. Okay, maybe. And I'm sure the way he says it is in a way that it absolutely gets people to be convinced in these things. You know, we're labeling these bullet points, but right. I'm stuck on the carrot and potato situation. <laughs> and I was right. thinking, like, was he saying it because they grow underground? You know, because there is all these nightshade vegetables or these tubers or these what I was like, what is his reasoning behind that? But I'm sure he put it in this very quote, sensical way that, Uh, and and I say this about evangelical Christianity too, once you believe one thing, one big miracle that, you know, there's a Messiah that resurrected, it's so much easier to believe that God will protect you from COVID. You know, you, you have that thing. So whatever they were believing from this guy that they were getting the good from, And it could have absolutely been, I feel better because I have a regimented sleeping schedule, although it's a terrible time, and a, quote, regimented, mostly healthy. You'll feel healthy on that diet. Yeah, if you avoid potatoes and carrots, that's a lot of sugar you're cutting out. Yeah. And And coffee. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, that is unacceptable, (laughs) but I get it. And they're probably like, wow, I've never felt better. Yeah. Sure, just don't get any blood tests for a while. You'll be, you know. (laughs) Well, and all of that is compounded. You've never felt better because of what you're physically doing to your body, putting in your body, and you have a connection. Connection is super important Mm -hmm. with other people. It is so important and one of the reasons why I got another dog. Because it's making me stay more social. I mean, immediately, I'm out on the street, outside my condo, <laughs> interacting for with them yeah. on the street, um, talking to the other neighbors, meeting people right, who right. I didn't stop to talk to before because Martha just went out every now and then, do her job, come back in. But it wasn't a and hang. People are going to go, the puppy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm hyper aware of how much it, it, you know, it's a connection. Okay. I'm sorry. My document just went away. Oh dear. Meaning and purpose are so important for people when you're doing it in a group and you feel you all have the same meaning and that you have a quote, higher purpose. That's always the little, you know, it's It's, the, carrot to pull you into it. (sighs) So here are some of his medicine, well, or here are some of his treatments that I guess he deems medicine. Um, One is called chakra puncture, which is a combination Mm. of acupuncture that deals with your different chakras. So 
again, I get it. Lure people in with some things that are regarded as effective, like the places in our body where our energy is clustered. Those nerves are, you know, in yeah. the, in the Eastern medicine, it's called your chakras. But here we just call it as like nerve clusters. But mm-hmm. yeah, those are parts of our body where the energy is is centered. Um, so acupuncture, this is to me, again, another dog related thing. Acupuncture to me, I've never had it done, but I have a belief in it because somebody pointed out it works on dogs. And if it works on dogs, then it has to have some mm-hmm. degree of, I guess, efficacy, if that's the word, because mm-hmm. they don't know about the placebo effect. You can't tell a dog, I'm going to poke you with this needle and it's going to mm-hmm. make you right. feel better. They're just little dogs and taking whatever they get. So I kind of, I kind of, I, every now and then I think about going and getting acupuncture for certain things just yeah. to give it a shot. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So chakra puncture. Um, gotcha. Uh, there is one method of treatment they call esoteric breast massage. So oh, this is where. <laughs> okay. He he has a he has a disclaimer for this. He says no men are allowed to perform this, and okay. it can. He says it can aid in healing gynecological issues. When he described it on camera, mm-hmm. he says you massage the breast and you try to avoid as much as possible the nipple area. So okay. I know, and I'm thinking like, yeah. So the person massaging, if you avoid the nipple area, you can still look at it and like get material <laughs> for later. I say, is it self massage? No, or you have to. Oh, and no, men are not allowed like to perform it, it on women. Nope, it nope. has to be woman on woman, which and. And where is the camera in the room? <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. There's so, got to be. That's what he's doing. Okay. I don't know. So that one was kind of the the wacky one, I think, for us. Um, there's another uh, another treatment where he deals with the chakra that's around the pubic area, and it's on the lower abdomen. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course he does. And so he he says that this method, and I have a picture of the website that I'm going to send you, mm-hmm. and just the way he phrases something that is this close to your bathing suit area, your private um, <laughs> area, uh, it says, great for cases of rape recovery. Like it's just on the oh. side of a bottle. So, yeah, yeah ew. So... And then I, okay, going back to me being on, like, the fringe of things, I think any massage is healing. And it also Correct. increases connectivity between people. Well, so not I, any massage. <laughs> but okay, but. I get what you're saying. Like, traditional yes. massage. Gotcha. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's how Esther initially got uh, roped in with this guy. She went for a healing session like I mentioned, at his house. And gotcha. he, so she, I guess. We are going to <laughs> massage your pubic area in my house. Well. All right. You're not far from it. He tells her, I want to do an ovarian reading on you. Then oh, he puts no. his hands on her lower abdomen and starts telling her things like, 
when you were five years old, a man let you down and starts going on. (laughs) How about one through however old I am now? Yeah. So to me, it seems like he's doing some kind of a a magic crystal ball kind of reading. Uh, But it's on her. It's an ovary. Her ovary. Um, So. So going back to Esther Rocket, she she didn't like that, and she got out of there. And then she decided mm-hmm. she's going to try to prove what a hoaxer this guy is. Right. Yeah. She says that he would be really good at pushing all the buttons for people who needed to hear certain messages. Like he would tell women who make up the majority of his followers, by the way. Mm-hmm. He would tell women, oh, you could use some more nurturing and, you know, you're beautiful. Yeah, you need to find your inside beauty. Yeah, okay. Well, sure. Because your outside ain't getting better. <laughs> Gosh, I'm going to be a great cult leader. Okay. So so, so she, Rocket, is an, an acupuncturist. She's registered. So with oh, her right. attempts to expose him and the organization, he tried to have her unregistered so he went right after Uh her way of making money um claiming that she was a hate blogger and a troll and so he's the one who filed the suit or whatever they call it over there against Mm -hmm. her and all of her efforts to defend herself have like financially crippled her and then they take the camera in to show where she lives now and it's just this really small room and it it's so it's so mean and the way that these big organizations right. organizations behave like yeah we're the big bully whatever we're universal medicine Ugh. yeah so so the guy keeps getting richer from mm-hmm. these very expensive classes and mm-hmm. in my mind remember when we were growing up yes we got envelopes to give our tithe And we were told Mm -hmm. we were supposed to give this much to the church. But ultimately, I never doubted for a second. If I couldn't give a tithe, everything would still be the same. I'd still be welcome. Yeah, yeah. But this is not I just feel guilty. But yeah. Right. This is not the way it is for this universal medicine cult. They pay for classes. He tells members a few things that I thought you'd find amusing. That they are constantly being watched by alien creatures. Oh, Mike, how did we get from the potatoes to that? I know. the He is in, there's video of him actually saying it, too, to a panel of people from the organization. So this isn't right. just conjecture. He tells members, let's see, they're constantly being watched by alien creatures. The creatures mm-hmm. have long fingers. They are all equally nine feet long. In addition, they have no feet. So, <laughs> All right. so these alien creatures mm-hmm. also can smell somebody who is a reclaimed yeah. human being. And this okay. is a quote from him. He goes, it's true. You can be on a train or a bus and you're being smelt all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're being smelt all the time. Uh, he educates his followers that we unlike the Mm -hmm. aliens, have extra limbs. And on other planets, the beings that are there, they don't have arms or legs, and they also don't need to eat. But you said they had long fingers. Oh, that's funny. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they just have fingers. They don't have arms. I don't know. But at the same time, I'm going, where do you get this information? Right, right. He doesn't, I don't know all the information about him, but he doesn't even seem to have a guy that came and gave him, I don't know, a tablet or set (laughs) fire to anything. It was just (sighs) the toilet. So they're very, I guess there are different versions of alien alien beings. He says malevolent alien beings are out to get us. If you drink alcohol, you are at Mm -hmm. risk of being taken over by the malevolent alien beings. And if you drink alcohol, then hold a baby. That entity Mm. in you can rape the baby. I like that it just can't (laughs) infiltrate the baby, but it rapes them. It's all about sex. God. Yeah. Uh, Speaking about all about sex, there's one daughter who works with him, and then there's another one who revs up the women and tells them that they're sex bombs and I guess is trying to get them to feel their sexuality and feel like they have value in that part of their body. Get their money. She totally reminded me of the daughter in Righteous Gemstones. (laughs) The way she dresses and everything. We love you, Edie Patterson. Yeah. In addition to malevolent alien beings... He postulates that all autistic people or disabled people are the reincarnation of people who had abused their power in the past. So, of course, you get parents with kids who are autistic or disabled pissed off at some guy saying, okay, so you're saying you are this way in life because you were evil in a past life. Right, right. That's Fuck that, yep. This is not a lovey-dovey cult. Um, no. <laughs> well, except for the boob massage. Except <laughs> for the boob massage. So one of the more tragic things in here, and I saved this for last because there's nothing funny about it except the way that he's, again, come up with a great logic. There was a woman, and she had cancer. It was terminal. And she, at the end, was ultimately surrounded by the members of the cult. Again, mm-hmm. At a time like that, it is nice to feel connection. So he had this woman convinced to blame herself for her cancer. Right. And and she ended up leaving him, the organization, $1.4 million. (gasps) Because he told her, well, if you bequest money to your children, that's going to harm them and you in the afterlife. So in the afterlife, that's gotcha. convenient. That's yeah. just a real convenient. Oh, it's like he's writing the playbook as he goes. What can I tell him that'll yeah. get both of them screwed? So right. at the same time, I think the way that the woman with cancer who believes him is kind of like all of us. Like, don't you have somebody in your life or a public figure who you go? I really see how they could buy it. Like, I always thought Donald Rumsfeld was really (laughs) sincere. And I do not believe that now. But when I would watch him give speeches, I was like, man, he just seems so genuine, so trustworthy. And we all have our weaknesses like that. Like the the weird Hillsong guy, the Australian one. I find him super 
super earnest, and you think I he's do just not compl- understand. That. I know, absolutely. I your know, cult <laughs> fodder. I know, bait it's terrifying. Something. So, I looked up where he was now. And mm-hmm. he also has a growing congregation or whatever he wants to call it in like Somerset or Summerfield in the UK. And this, uh, I think, is because the jury decided to declare out. what? He's branching out. Yes. He's branching out because the people in Australia decided that he was dishonest, uh, creating what? a cult that was capable of harmful behavior. So so he just moves his operation, which is such a cult thing to do. Like, oh, we've blown through our resources here. Let's just up and move somewhere else, which is really interesting. Like, how does a guy who's born in Uruguay have the ability to just up and move all around? Exactly. That's that's, so that's the whole thing when you have the support of people And, I mean, you see this in churches where they are like, hey, don't worry. I know a guy who can help you do this. Or I know (laughs) someone who's already in Somerset. Or I have, you know, that's that whole organization part. Yeah, I know a guy. Anyway, so the... This great segment ended with them, I guess, over in England, trying to tell the people who were in England, uh, are you aware of what has been told to the general public in Australia about this guy? Then looking up, where is he now? Some kind of a court in the UK has also deemed him a cult member with potentially dangerous tendencies. So I was saying to yeah. Karen, like, he's still allowed to go on, but now he's just, like, on double secret probation of we're watching you. So he just runs and skirts from, mm-hmm. you know, whatever he could technically get caught for doing. And he and he's right. under, yeah, under the legal radar. So Australia, I think they got rid of Scientology there. Like they they're not down with the cults at yeah. all. Even like though that. there are cults and different people, obviously. But um this sounds very much like Scientology, where he's getting the money from them paying to buy the classes over and yeah. over again. And then once you're vulnerable and you tell your secrets and you do all this, you also feel connected to a group of people. But that he's spreading out makes total sense. I'm sure that it's going to end up in America where we have very lax laws when it comes to cults. And no one is. I wonder if Americans. I wonder if Americans are going to let that whole breast manipulation thing happen. We've got such a stranger danger, don't touch me where my bathing suit goes kind of mentality. This guy will get around that. He'll just be like, oh, well, there's an option to do yourself. Here's a pamphlet. It's just the bring in the money (laughs) thing. I think that's all it is. Um, Yeah. Like the breast exam pamphlets. So he found something about where he is now, and it still talks about New South Wales and Brisbane and that they have their headquarters there. So I don't know. But they were being looked at because guess what? They were receiving NDIS money, the National Disability Insurance Scheme 
What? They were receiving that monies from them, although they keep saying that disabilities are because you were evil in a past life. So they're being investigated by the government. The last little bit of it says the NDIS Quality and Safeguards Commission said that they are, quote, aware of the matter, but cannot comment. So once again, like, they're being watched, but nothing has come out and nothing has really happened because I think they just probably have someone really good at the legal stuff who's like, no, go ahead, take that money because you're a healthcare organization. Right, yeah. And Even though you speak against it, yeah. There, there are plenty of people, and I suspect if you start thinking of the people in your life who you've run into who just understand that some systems are so huge and you can take advantage of them. And All the like, billionaires, exactly. Like peop, there, There's this really wealthy guy who tripped on the property where he owns a condo and he sued them mm-hmm. because you know what yeah. it is? It's an insurance company and they don't want to go to a, you know, to a trial yeah. Yeah. and they settle. So he takes advantage of the system, even though it's hurting his own condo, but he's going to get a right. pile of cash for that. Yeah. Um, and I even have a friend who took advantage of the system when she quit her job did you know you could claim for, what do you call it, unemployment if you right. quit from a hostile work environment? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So she filed the claim, and then the people in the system were like, well, she says your work environment was hostile this way. How can you prove it wasn't? Well, that's real hard to prove. So guess who got unemployment? Even though she quit, she wasn't let go. Yeah, So right. It's it's just about knowing how to work some systems and... People are defrauding systems all over the place. Left and right. Because they're huge. They're huge, the systems. And they're preying on exactly who every other church or religious organization that's not good is preying on. It's usually Mm -hmm. women who have chronic pain conditions and the disabled, um, People who grew up sheltered, all these things. It's like the same ones over and over who usually don't have a voice anyway and aren't heard anyway. So we were talking about that with Elvis, like the people who said, you know, it's not good in America for for men to marry 14 year olds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We could have solved that a long time ago if women were allowed to be heard. Yeah. You know, we would have had that at the beginning of our country if women had votes and voices and all that. So it's always the same. Yeah. The women with the boobs that need massage. <laughs> well, here, let me just also point out one thing that I thought was strange about that segment on the news. You know how they'll film secondary footage of things happening to Mm -hmm. accompany a news roll? They had they had video of somebody massaging a woman's breasts, which I thought was like, A, that would never happen over in the States because it would immediately be like, pornography is on on 7 p.m. on a Sunday night. 
Uh, yeah. And, but I thought it was strange. Like, I think we can imagine what breast massage looks like without the visual aid. Which I think made it's me just... wonder, Australia. Come on. <laughs> but see, that's our bias again. Like there, it yeah. is very sort of... I remember after 8 o'clock at night, like, there'd be shows and there'd be a naked boob. And I'm like, what is happening? There'd be shows. But it's definitely (laughs) just more um, not seen as the way we see it, obviously. Uh, Yes, our puritanical bent. (laughs) Our period, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, there was a big pushback uh, about... Self breast exams and um, obviously, oh yeah, breastfeeding not just in public, but at all because these things were coming out and being more talked about in the sixties and seventies, and there was pushback about don't touch your own boobs. You could be pleasuring <laughs> yourself, and everyone's like, "All right, well, guess right. what? This person oh, has cancer. God. That person has cancer." So. Well, let me end this on a, a a note to any 12-year, 13-year-old boy out there who listens to our podcast, <laughs> to yeah, which that yeah. is zero. There's a naked boob on YouTube. Right. If you look this guy up, have at it. Well, that's <laughs> what I labeled this when I sent it. I said, the tennis and boob cult, because yeah. that's all I knew <laughs> when I found the subject, and I'm like... Bonnie will maybe like the tennis part. I'm sorry it did not play a prominent role. He never met Rafa, (laughs) and that is the big letdown. But that's fine. You do a great job of tricking me. (laughs) I know. So this guy's still out there. It's good to know. And I think, you know, what we're seeing a lot is, especially in the medical industry, Medical people who are real, doctors, etc., now running what feel more like MLMs where you purchase into the like concierge system of oh, whatever. Oh, that's huge down and here. It's getting huge. And it's hard to distinguish what is just sales tactics and what right. is... This person building a, quote, brand, influencer. They're going to come out with their own products. They're going to sell the vitamins they have to you and tell you suddenly you need them and so on and so forth. So that's sort of what this is, and especially when it's built on classes, it fits in very well with all of that. And the cult people, experts these days are saying these are part of the biggest, fastest-growing places. Not only online cults, but this kind of of thing where you suddenly see a physician being the guru of it all. And believe me, I follow one on Instagram because mm-hmm. I heard of him on uh, Shetty's program, and I like that. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm also like, I gotta be careful. I gotta be careful because they're they're turning yeah. into brands. Yeah. And you can buy this stuff on their website that they say is really good. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I always, I will fall for like a TikTok that I think is just a conversation. And then they start talking about a product. I'm like, God damn you, swipe. <laughs> no. Right, right. No, no. Anyway. But um, a lot of medical experts are doing that. And 
Um, you just don't know who you're going to trust. But the more that gets, you know, diluted in society, the more the people are like, you know what, the the regular doctors, and I know this firsthand, don't have my answers. But this yeah. person is talking all about this. And then right. the next thing you know, you're getting the boob massage. So, yeah. <laughs> the next thing you know. All right. Well, thanks for um, your patronage, everybody. And thanks for letting me be vulnerable Gracias. at the start of the show. And I guess we'll see you next week. And to Serge Bayanamina, game, set, match. Boom. Oh, my God. Goodbye. See? That was good. <laughs> Bye.